Yolandi Boats had big plans for April 26, 2021. She was hopping aboard a two-hour flight northeast to Johannesburg, South Africa. She was on her way to visit her three children whom she had from a previous marriage. Regardless of the custody between her and her ex, she loved her babies more than anything. Yolandi boarded an early morning flight from George, South Africa to the OR Tampo International Airport about 1,200 miles away. Her flight landed at her destination at 10 a.m. She walked off the plane and mysteriously, an action so routine is the beginning of a mystery. It remains a mystery as to how Yolandi made her way from the Tampo Airport to, well, where she'll ultimately end up unable to tell her own story. All of this might sound a little bit crazy, <laughs> just keep listening. So, from the airport, it's widely reported, but not 100% confirmed, that Yolandi had hired a driving service to give her a lift from the airport to a shopping center in the city of Edinvale, just eight miles away from the airport. Yolandi had communicated with her mother once she arrived at that shopping center, letting her know that now she was waiting for her Uber to pick her up and she'd be on her way to see her kids. That was the last communication Yolandi had with anybody, friends or family, which was very unusual because Yolandi was always chatting it up with her family on WhatsApp, so much so it did not take long for Yolandi's sister, Mariska, to become super worried about her after Yolandi was silent for just a little while. After the short communication with her mother, it's speculation, again, not confirmed, if Yolandi actually got into an Uber at that shopping center and drove off on her way to see her kids. Which is kind of baffling because you would think that there's pretty concrete records of all Ubers, all Lyfts, all those programs. They have a really tight system of who gets well, out think, and in the car, right? We, I mean, from what we can see like on our apps, like right. we know the driver, they have our name, we have like Where we're going. Yeah. Exactly. Multiple private investigating firms stepped up to help find Yolandi, a beloved mother, daughter, and sibling, after she was reported missing by her family in her family's hometown of Brock Pond, which is southeast of Johannesburg. Wendy Pascal, a private investigator, personally stepped up contacting Yolandi's family after hearing about her disappearance. That's so awesome to offer your services right? like that. I love people like that. Me too. Wendy was so touched by this missing mother's story. She knew in her heart she just had to assist. Wendy respected the police's handling of the case, but she contacted Yolandi's family, offering her services of an independent search. Wendy began her search very early on, learning about Yolandi as a human being and not just a missing person. Wendy had more than 10 years of experience in missing persons cases, examining all areas of persons to determine where to even begin looking for these missing people. Everybody's so different. We don't get to hear this all the time. All I know because you hear people that drop the ball on the investigations. Yeah. They go on too long. And she was just on top of it. According to Wendy, there are many reasons or circumstances in which a person can go missing. Alcohol and drugs play a factor. There's financial issues, domestic violence, depression, and mental illness. And those are just to name a few, you guys. In Yolandi's case, there was a criminal aspect, as she had had some past troubles with the law. Which did not justify, like, any reason why she should have gone missing. Right. I think it was just another piece that was added into this investigation of her missing. Got it. So, a few days into multiple searches for Yolandi, a gruesome discovery is made at the Oceanic Lodge. Workers in the nearby Kempton Park 
knock on the door of a room because the patron hadn't checked out by their deadline. So after knocking a few times and announcing themselves, they use the master key to let themselves into the room because they have to start cleaning it up because the next guest is getting ready to check in. The workers are beside themselves by what they find behind that locked door. The man who had rented the room was unknown by the staff. It was super odd. He had came in and paid cash for the room, claiming that that's all he had had. He didn't even have a phone number to leave on record, let alone any sort of identification. So they specifically remember this man. He had checked in at four the morning before. He was super quiet for the most part, like nobody thought anything of it. There was little to no activity coming from the room. So they did recall that he had a visitor. The visitor stood outside of the lodge room and just talked to this mystery man who had rented the room. It just appeared like they were hanging out, standing around casually. And they notice on the CCTV that the visitor never walks inside the room. So after about 40 minutes, the mystery man who rented the room walks away and doesn't appear to ever come back. Hmm. So when the scene was discovered by the lodge workers, it was the last scene that they ever expected. They just thought this, you know, quiet man needed a place to stay, rest up. He met up with a friend and then he took off. No, the room was absolutely covered in blood. The bed, the floors, the bathroom, the blood was everywhere. Like as if it was like painting the walls red. Can you imagine just, hey, we need to clean the room for the next person and walking into that scene? No. Horrifying. Yeah, and then not to be insensitive, but to be the one that now has to clean it. Like, were they really planning on that? (sighs) Knowing about this intense search for this missing mom, Yolandi, authorities immediately began to search for Yolandi's body, they're thinking, in and around that oceanic lodge and all of the surrounding areas. So there were cameras in this area, but they don't catch anything other than the two men that were standing outside who, like we said, appear to be casually talking to each other and a few in and out trips from the room from that mystery man. But it didn't catch any other people coming or going from inside that room. That's crazy. Right. So could it be, I mean, it's been reported that crimes murder especially, are way high up in this area, like 100% off the charts. And apparently, it's no secret that the police force there is not very good. They're not the greatest police force in town. Nobody, though, would be found with the amount of blood in that room. There was no body. And it seemed impossible that anyone would still be alive after being drained like that. It's just not possible. A knife was found inside of the room, and it was hidden under a mattress. Mm. But there were no other identifying items in that room. That's crazy. Right. So oddly, a chair that was in the room had been wrapped in a blanket and then it was placed in the shower, which is odd. No other evidence was found outside of the room. And the mystery man who had rented that room had been seen leaving the room for what would be the last time. And he appeared casual as can be. Like, Not like he, like was he didn't just slaughter his blood. <laughs> no, he just slaughtered someone or anything. <laughs> So no one, not the guests or anyone in the Oceanic Lodge worker crew thought anything of him other than, you know, he's just a strange manner in the way that he carried around his money in a black plastic bag, which is weird. That is super weird. And I really hope that the Oceanic Lodge changed their check-in policies, (laughs) making it very mandatory to leave an identifying picture ID, maybe something, some information on file. Yeah, right. You can't even rent a hotel here in the United States if you're under the age of 21. You can't do anything here. Exactly. Especially California. They need to step up their game here. (laughs) 
And if it's known that you can just go in and rent these rooms for cash without identifying yourself, just imagine the stuff that goes on in there. Oh, for sure. Do not hold a black light up in that room. Please save yourself. (laughs) So a theory for all of that blood that's left behind, which isn't uncommon in this area, is that a person or multiple people assisted in performing like a black market surgery, which is totally something that I cannot even think of. So I guess when people get like shot or stabbed on the streets in that area, they will rent rooms to stitch themselves back up. They want to avoid all hospitals and any sort of like criminal investigation because they can like they'll people will come after them again. Wow. I don't think that this is the richest part of the country. So healthcare is said to be, you know, something that not everybody can afford. So they do have to result to these measures, which is... Mm absolutely heartbreaking it's sad i just hope it wasn't like one of those botched surgeries by fake doctors oh my god that you Ooh, read online yes. no the crazy part is that in this investigation i mean nobody wanted this blood to belong to yolandi when they tested it turned out that it did not belong to her the only thing that they were able to determine was that it belonged to a male which going into this investigation i think they kind of thought like for sure it was her And it turned out to not be. Well, then where is this male missing all of his blood? I don't know. Jeez. On the ninth day of Yolandi's disappearance, which is now May 4th, a father and son enjoying their vacation would come upon a very grisly discovery. As father and son fished, the boy took a double take and he's like, hey, there's like something floating in the water. Mm. He thought he was going crazy when he was telling himself like, no, this is not a human body part. But as he focused on the floating object, it was 100% clear to him what he was looking at and it was a severed human foot. I feel like we've been covering a lot of stories on severed people right now. I know, we should probably take a break. Quite a lot of them. (laughs) Authorities were able to recover a few more parts, but despite their efforts, the collection of this dismembered body would, in the end, be incomplete. The remains were quickly identified as Yolandi's by a tattoo that she had on her arm. Mm. It was matching to her husband's. Mm. They each had each other's names on their arms in this beautiful cursive with their wedding date, which was November 11th, 2019. That's so sweet. So the mystery behind Yolandi's death was honestly just continuing to thicken because there were no answers as to how Yolandi ended up murdered and dismembered in this river. Her family believes that it was definitely done by someone who knew her. They say that the act was planned and it's way too personal. Whoever had it in them to not only kill, but chop her up and spend time with her, like they are devastated and they even today are on this mission to find out who did this. They said this was not a quick thrill kill and like bounce out like somebody wanted to hurt her. Further details on why they think someone known to Yolandi's death is responsible is unknown at this time. Mariska, Yolandi's sister, she pleads with the public for help in identifying her beloved sister's killer. She says, and this is a quote, I will remain her voice until those who did this everyone is caught. This was a planned murder. They didn't think her body would come out. I also now know that we will get the killers. Nobody deserves such a cruel death. She didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. I come to beg this morning to every single one of you, known and unknown. Help us catch her murderers. Help us push the police to do their job. Help us get justice for Yolandi. My sister will not be forgotten. 
We want answers. You can make the difference. Stand with us. It's so sad. It's horrible. She has spent so much time reaching out to businesses, celebrities, anybody with a following to help keep Yolandi's name alive so that her killer is brought to justice. Uber Technology is also devoted to assisting in the search for Yolandi's killer, even though it's not 100% known if she ever got into that Uber Mm -hmm. ride, which is pretty cool. I mean, they have like a ton of resources. They publicly express their sadness, offering sympathy to Yolandi and her family, you know, just letting them know that they will work very closely with their law enforcement team and local law enforcement to support this investigation. Which good for them, like good for Uber. I feel like that says a lot about them as a company and where they stand on public safety. Yeah. Like they're actively trying to reach out and help. I just think that's really cool of them. And I guess Ubers are super shady in the area. Seems like the whole area in general. I know, it's just not a safe place. Do not travel there. Carjackers are known to take over these rideshare vehicles from owners of the vehicle, continue on to pick up waiting passengers from their locations and like rob them and just do horrific things to people. It's so so creepy because it could literally be anybody. It reminds me. Anybody, anywhere. And it reminds me of that story here where the girl thought it was her Uber and she got in Mm -hmm. and he was just a driver and he killed her. It's Mm -hmm. so scary. So freaky. Yolandi's husband has grieved publicly. His heart is just crushed. He shares his sorrow along with photos of him and his love on his personal Facebook page. He said that he knew in his heart something was wrong when he couldn't get a hold of Yolandi shortly after she had landed at the airport. They had lived in that area that she traveled to and they moved away 1,200 miles away because of the violence to ensure their safety. So there is no known connection between Yolandi and that blood-drenched Oceanic Lodge room. An investigator hired by Yolandi's family, his name is Mike Bullis. He works for SSS, Specialized Security Services. He said he tracked Yolandi's last steps, and from his investigation, he believes Yolandi had actually gotten into an Uber at the airport. The Uber dropped her off at the shopping center where she had that communication with her mom, and then she willingly got into a car driven by a private party, like somebody that she knew, not a car providing a service. The last known activity from Yolandi's phone was at 11.40 that morning, so only an hour and 40 minutes after her plane landed, and she walked off of it. During a press conference in relation to Yolandi's disappearance and murder, a few things came up that were learned in the investigation. Now, one of them is that she may have worked as an exotic dancer and or sex worker in the past. Which is not going to hinder the investigation. I will tell you that right now. At least it better not. Better not. And secondly, the trip she made up north was not only to visit, but to allegedly negotiate custody of the children with her ex-husband. It is impossible that Yolandi chopped herself up and ended up in that river. Mm -hmm. Again, her family believes someone who knew her personally is responsible for this. Yolandi used to live in the area and there are a number of people that she would have known there. It's going to be super interesting to see where this investigation goes. 
And I hope they also are able to identify the person whose was blood was room. found all over that room. I just hope they're okay. Someone's walking around missing a lot of blood. Yolandi not only loved her children, but she loved her family. And she would have never put herself in a position where she could end up harmed. She mm-hmm. just That's just not her. She had made this trip up north when money was extremely tight for her. And the travel was not exactly cheap. And she did this because she loved and missed her three children so very much. She was so excited to visit them, to do arts and crafts and make all these memories together. Mm. She was actually prepared to ask each of her three kids, who were at the time 12, 15, and 17, to make something special to capture the memory of her trip there and the time, you know, that they spent together as a family. That's so cute. This was like Yolandi's thing. She just loved making these memories with the ones that were closest to her. This trip with her kids meant so much to her. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. Memorials and gatherings have taken place for Yolandi back in her hometown. Those who gather wear t-shirts with justice for Yolandi across the front and face masks with her pretty face on them. In that area that she went missing, authorities have a 48-hour waiting period policy before they actively begin looking for a missing person. Yolandi's family wants to change this. Instead of waiting a full 48 hours, For a person to hopefully show back up, they want the investigation to start within that time frame, which is just awesome. That should be everywhere, not just South Africa. According to Yolandi's family, the authorities had a registration number for the car that Yolandi allegedly got into at the airport that took her to that shopping center and they either didn't look into the driver right away if at all which is like i don't know either way what the hell she's missing why aren't we looking for the last person to have contact with her you're the last person to see her alive what do you know yeah there's a fifty thousand dollar reward being offered by the family for the arrest and prosecution of those responsible in yolandi's case now yolandi was 5'4 she was 134 pounds She had brown eyes and black hair when she went missing. Her wedding ring and the necklace she was wearing are still also missing. But we have photos for both of those on our social media for you guys to look at. And they're very unique pieces. They're not something that you would see every day. Every day. I mean, they're not crazy different, but they're just, they're 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 specific, I feel like. If you have seen Yolandi and or the person or people she was with between April 26th and May 4th, All of the contact information for the warrant officer on this case can be found on our social media at Those Murder Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Please head over to wherever you're listening now and leave us a five-star review. As always, you guys, have a safe weekend. Stay away from the new COVID variant out of South Africa. Kind of fitting that our case was out of there today. And we didn't even plan that. Nope. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.